what will your future look like? The job you do today could be different than the jobs of tomorrow. Some see this as a challenge. At UCF, we see opportunity. A chance for you to grow your knowledge and strengthen your skills from anywhere life might take you. With in-demand degree programs and resources for your success, UCF Online can help you prepare for the future and all the possibilities that come with it. From the University of Central Florida's Center for Distributed Learning, I'm Kelvin Thompson. And I'm Tom Cavanaugh. And recorded live in front of a virtual group of colleagues, you are listening to or watching the 2021 Year in Review episode of TopCast, the teaching online podcast. I'm going to start doing that with jazz hands. TopCast. Hey, Tom. Hey, Kelvin. This is a remember, remember back in the day when, when you were a kid and this week on a very special blossom. You know, <laughs> they're, this they're is a very, very special, special top cast. <laughs> they're all very special, Tom. They're all very special. <laughs> Every blossom is very special, if I recall. Yeah, but this is a very special top cast. We are joined by a, uh, a bunch of friends and colleagues. So if you all want to, I don't know, in a great cacophony, say hi now. Uh, you're welcome to. There's a lot of Ooh, waving going yeah. on. Hey. Hey, hi. And whatever. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it's amazing what you can do at the sound library. Yeah, casts of thousands. Yeah, the, you know, <laughs> if you're not watching this, the people are going to think that it's just Tom and Kelvin sitting in a room by themselves with the producer of, Tim edited yeah. us a million times to get that yeah. effect of, of no, having we actually friends. do have friends. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, exactly. They're joining us now. That's it's lovely. That's great. So um, here we are at the end of 2021, and as the year is kind of winding down, I, this is an opportunity for us to, as a community, step back reflect on the lessons that we've learned from the past year in online education as we begin to prepare for a successful new year, 2022. And we're going to do this through the lens of our 2021 TopCast episodes. We're honored to be joined today by several of our prior episode guests from 2021. We have Julie Mendez, we have Patsy Moskal, Shannon Riggs, and Tanya Spillavoy, and special guest from 2020, Dr. Kelvin Bentley is also joining us. We are also joined, though, by a number of our devoted, we hope, uh, TopCast listeners, our friends, TopCasters, uh, who were available for today's live recording. And as we proceed, there, there will be opportunities for everyone to, um, to contribute, and we can hear from them, and to have the direction of the episode shaped on the fly as we go by, by our, our guests and friends. Yep. All that. Our live guests will serve as sort of real-time proxies for our listeners and watchers who are catching the episode later on. These guests will help us look back at the past year, identify themes maybe to explore today, add their own comments, and help us hopefully prepare for the year ahead. They'll do all of that with the miraculous, wonderful, delightful, behind the scenes help of the famous producer Tim, Tim Reed, who will queue up on screen response options for our live participants and who will prompt guests to unmute and speak if they're able and willing, um, or Tim may read written chat comments on their behalf if necessary. While there will be 
more visual elements than maybe in some of our episodes, we'll all work to stay mindful of our listeners who are depending upon audio to move this episode along. Yep, producer Tim of the famous, well, what do you think, Tim, episodes and segments. So whether you're here with us in in real time or listening, watching after the fact sometime in the year 2051, we would like (laughs) to invite you to think about the following question. So our participants have been given a link. Um, What is one word or phrase you would use to best characterize the year 2021 as it pertains to our online teaching and learning work. Tim has put on screen a real-time word cloud that will be made up of responses from our guests. We'll tell you what we are seeing as it develops. So again, what is one word or phrase that you would use to best characterize 2021 when it comes to online teaching and learning? They're often they're often running. I, yeah. I saw blended show up real fast and then modalities and I love watching this. I could just watch this all day. It's like a lava lamp. It's like you guys are reading my mind. These are the words that were coming occurring to me. So I see modality, student support, synchronous, blended, evolving, expanding. Crazy virtual. change is maybe my Crazy f- change, yes. favorite phrase so far. Yeah. Evolutionary, virtual. Expanding. Yep. yep. Yeah. That's cool. Open, I see. Yeah, uh, open. Leading. We'll give it another... Um, moment or two, see if anything else happens, because I think the lava might have might have ceased its flow. While, while, while words are popping in, what are you drinking, Kelvin? What's in the thermos? <laughs> I just brought, I brought deconstructed coffee, a.k.a. H2O. Oh, I got Duncan decaf going today. Duncan? I didn't know they made decaf. Oh, it's good. Yeah, Is that if right? you like decaf. Yeah. I, I, I drink decaf. You know, forward um, is a new word that has just popped in. Forward, yes. And, and it's interesting because, you know, you, what you hope for, perhaps, um, is putting my own expectations front and center. What you hope for in a word cloud is, is, is to kind of, you know, see both the range of responses as well as some, like some dominant trends. Like, ooh, this has bubbled up to the top. And uh, we've got range. We don't have dominant trend really so mm-hmm. much. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe this is, a, is an opportunity to kind of uh, turn to the group and see if, you know, you all were probably being good, uh, you know, <laughs> synonym users or, you know, di- dipping into the thesaurus so you don't repeat something that you've already seen. But um, are, there, are there words or themes or other kinds of trends that you see in here that you think maybe um, have dominated the, the zeitgeist of online learning more than others. Patsy's chiming in. Change, evolutionary, evolving, crazy change. Those are all sort of the same thing. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's somebody who has done some analyzing of free responses yes. <laughs> on surveys. <laughs> Your expertise is showing. That's it. Guilty as charged, yes. Yeah. Do you want to make a comment on that, Patsy? Anything you want to elaborate on? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we're all experiencing, you know, something's going on in higher ed. Uh, we're not what we were pre-COVID. We don't yet know what we're going to be post-COVID, but we're, we're starting to come out of it. Knock on, I knock on wood, but my desk isn't wood, so I don't, I don't have wood to knock on. <laughs> but... Um, so I think that's some of what is in 
you know, in the word cloud there. Uh, even blended, I would say, you know, it's it's um, it's something between we're not face to face the way we were before. So we've got some synchronous going on that we didn't before. So I, I just think that we're, we're kind of in a state of flux. That's what I see from that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's good. Well, uh, innovation. Lisa mentioned mm -hmm. innovation. That's mm -hmm. a good one, too. Online mm -hmm. remote from Amy and um, Stephen. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've had the same thought, Stephen, that uh, it, it feels like a, a time machine sort of going back to the early days of, of online learning with this idea of synchronous. Like, how do we reinvent synchronous as something new and mm -hmm. we don't just go back to old, maybe not great practices? Like, it does feel like, you know, <laughs> Everything old is new again. Yeah. I've said that more than once over the last yeah. 18, 19 yeah. months or so. So I guess maybe, Tom, we'll say that what we've just sort of described, um, and for our watchers they are seeing uh, on screen, is 2021 in a nutshell, according to our live guests. Now, let's turn our attention to recalling for a moment how 2021 has played out through the microphones of TopCast, the teaching online podcast. So from January 21 through November 21, we have released 22 episodes. The first Monday episode each month is generally focused on a topic and is at least somewhat influenced by kind of the current moment. Um, and it's, it's usually just me and Kelvin, Kelvin and I. Um, the two of Kelvin us. And Kelvin and me. I'm the one with the English degree. Uh, meanwhile, our third Monday episode uh, each month has generally featured a guest interview, and it's centering on topics that are a bit more timeless, a little more evergreen that we try to talk about. So that's our, that's our convention. Mm -hmm. Perhaps we could say that our first Monday episodes in 2021 have addressed planning ahead, maybe we would say in waves for emergence from remote instruction. Like, for instance, you know, at one point, Planning for fall 2021 was like a was like a big thing. That was a moment, and planning for beyond the pandemic. We sometimes talk about whenever beyond the pandemic is. I'm and waiting. We've, yeah, I, I hear you. Me too. We've touched on topics like hybrid campuses, the role of synchronous sessions and online learning, remote work, course modality changes, the importance of faculty voices, continuing to pursue a high standard of quality and all kinds of more stuff. Yeah, and meanwhile, our, our third Monday, the interview-based uh, episodes uh, have allowed us to diversify the voices you hear on the podcast. So it's not just hearing me and Kelvin all the time. We've been able to expand that with topics as varied as the, the existence of and importance of impact evaluation and research, digital learning adoption among STEM faculty, OER, change management, the role of student evaluations, jobs to be done, that Christensen concept, uh, and, and more. And we'll, we'll shamelessly plug, if you've missed any of those episodes, we would welcome you to check your podcast feed or the TopCast website to get all caught up. And that website is, if you don't have it tattooed on your forearm like I do, topcast.online.ucf.edu. So we thought that um, that it, one useful feature of a year in review episode. Just one. Uh, we limit it to one, one per episode. Yeah, uh, kind of our, our focal point here and maybe more, again, more interesting just hearing me and Kelvin 
blabber on, uh, might be to identify an episode from the past uh, within the, the last 12 months and that's worth revisiting and discussing with our colleagues here alive um, at the end of 2021. Yes, and controlling for the length of time different episodes have been available. The top five most downloaded episodes of 2021 are episode 81, Technology Adoption as Enabling the Right Thing. Episode 83, Rethinking Synchronous for the Post-COVID Era. Episode 85, Blended is the Future, and it's not just courses. Episode 86, when can we trust our students' perception of their own learning? And episode 97, finding the right mix of modalities at your institution. So, producer Tim is providing our live guests and those watching at home with a poll through which they can choose the episode that they are most interested in revisiting today in our interactive episode. Perhaps a topic has enduring relevance or perhaps something has changed that requires us to re-examine it. We'll look forward to hearing from our guests as they prepare to make comments or ask questions about the selected episode. It's a horse race here. I see I these, like it. I like these it. numbers it's like, changing. I know. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, currently, it looks like uh, the blended is the future is, uh, is coming out on top um, with finding the Not right mix much, of modalities. But, oh, it oh, seems oh, to it's be, changing up. It's, it's like yeah. bumping around now. Like, what's happening? What's it's happening? Clearly, blended seems to be the winner, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like that's man. Like people love a winner. They would just want to vote for the one that's on top. It's it's separating a a little bit. Um, yeah. Ooh, ooh. Second and third oh, place just switched. It did. Wow, how dramatic. <laughs> It was, second was, finding the right mix of modalities at your institution, but it just became rethinking synchronous for the post-COVID era. But Interesting. they do look statistically tied. Yeah, they do. They were neck right. and neck. Yeah. Um, All right, so I think we've got our I think our we got a, oh yeah, I think here. we call it. I think so, yeah. It looks like the, the polling is all uh, stabilized and finished, and the episode chosen for a revisiting of its themes here at the end of 2021 is indeed blended is the future, and it's not just courses. And so we're going to ask our live guests to begin formulating their observations, comments, questions, etc., related to a revisiting of this blended as the future episode. And so we'll ask our live guests to please post your comment in the chat or just note in the chat that you want to speak, and um, we'll go from there. Yeah, we'd love to hear you speak. Um, so Tim will be queuing up each audience member who has posted something in the chat. Once it's queued, if you're able to unmute and uh, make the comment yourself, please do. I think our audience would love to hear from you. Mm -hmm. If we don't hear from you quickly or if you uh, prefer, Tim will read aloud what you've posted on your, be on, on your behalf. Mm -hmm. So out of courtesy to all assembled, please try to focus your remarks to a couple sentences, but um, we definitely want to want to hear what you have to say. And it's interesting that, that blended one, because that was the very first word that popped in on our word cloud. It's true. Good observation. Good connection. That is, it went like, boom, blended. And then it That's sort right. of settled down. That was That's right. interesting. So maybe, Tom, while our guests are posting in the chat, perhaps we can set the stage with our initial host reactions briefly to this episode chosen for revisiting. Like, uh, for instance, are you surprised? I'll ask you. That that no, I don't think so. Given where we are in the pandemic, it's certainly something that dominates our thinking here, <laughs> and uh, we have a lot of conversations about it. Um, it. It's a kind of a phrase that that I've stolen from you. You've been saying a lot that that blended is the future, and uh, I, I do think um, as as we come out of the pandemic 
from 100% remote, those remote practices, many of them are going to just linger and remain. And how do we put them to the best use within a broader context of face-to-face and online? So that, that's got blended kind of all over it. Yeah, for sure. And uh, shout out to our colleague, Dr. Tanya Justin, who we need to have back on the show at some point. Uh, she was a guest uh, a number of years ago. Tanya, as it turns out, has been saying that Blended is the Future may be longer than anybody. Um, I found it, you know, written in a published piece of hers. Like, man, she'd been saying this for a while. Um, so no no uh, desire to co-opt that. But we have been saying a lot on the podcast lately uh, as well. And and the fact that it's it's... Like you said, Tom, practices, not just courses, but um, blending of, like student course-taking behavior, blending of Mm -hmm. taking Mm -hmm. online and face-to-face and other modalities, as well as we've talked about in that episode what we might call blended uh, student services, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Speaking of Tanya's, I saw Dr. Tanya Spillavoy raise her hand. Tanya, did you have a, uh, a comment that you wanted to make? I think one of the things that we were just discussing about this post-COVID or current COVID environment is that everyone has these different um, opinions and comfort level with blended in-person online um, environments. And when we're talking about this kind of like open leadership or a new way of doing things, there's so many different opinions on people's comfort levels. Um, what kind of interactions they're willing to engage in. And, you know, I see folks who are still kind of hiding in their houses and haven't been to a a restaurant yet, while others are excited to be in person without masks. And so it's an interesting time when we talk about blended and what's next in higher education, because so many people are at so many different places in their opinions and comfort levels around social interaction. So I, I'm i really fascinated to see what will happen next and how this group thinks about um, this episode and what's coming in the future. Great point. Mm-hmm. So true. <laughs> Everybody's at a different place on the spectrum right now. Yeah, even in this office where we're sitting, it, it, everybody's in a different place. No, that's very true. I did, uh, I did notice um, we do have some more um, things posted in the chat, and I noticed that, that Shannon Riggs has politely raised her Zoom hand uh, as well. So uh, I don't want to step on uh, producer Tim's facilitation toes, but uh, maybe, um, you know, I see that hand. Uh, Shannon Riggs, maybe you can go, and then uh, perhaps... Uh, we can plan on um, queuing off of the folks in the order that they posted their things in the in the chat. Shannon? Yeah, I think it's really interesting that blended is so um, is so much the hot topic of conversation right now, and and what everyone seems to be after. I mean, we know it's it's really a, a, an effective means of teaching, but what's interesting to me about it is that it's I think it's the most challenging design and facilitation wise because. You have to have all the skills of that you would need for in-person, you know, on-campus teaching, and be ready for that. And that's you know one kind of preparation and one kind of energy. Uh, but then you also have to be good at the online design and facilitating in that asynchronous format, which is a whole other different set of skills. And then beyond that, you have to weave those together in a meaningful way so that you don't end up with a course and a half or um, just really two just 
disjointed portions of your class. So it's interesting that, you know, we're also interested in blended. We love that flexibility, but I think it's, we're going to need to pay attention to the level of faculty support that's going to be needed in order to do that well. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent points. Yeah. Agreed. Kelvin Bentley was the first in the chat with a comment. Dr. Bentley. Yeah, um, no, thank you. No, I, I, I was just thinking too, you know, what we're going to have to be, um, maybe what will happen over time is that we'll actually be able to maybe define even more clearly what, you know, what blended is, because I think blended and even high flex, I mean, we, we're coming up with like these really big buckets. I think there's still lots of nuances um, based on what schools are doing. And of course, within each school or at each school, there's such varieties in terms of what the blend or what the high flex actually is, right? And my hope is that we'll be able to do collect better data to kind of define, you know, um, again, good practices um, uh, and, and be able to share that out more uh, as we move forward. So. Just wanted to point that out. Yeah, I think that's a that's a that's a good point, Kelvin. Um, you know, I sometimes when I'm working with groups of faculty and instructional designers around blended learning, as I do sometimes, I, you know, I have this um, this sort of this. Uh, bullseye diagram that I, I use to say, well, you know, like what's blended and just try to get people on the common ground and like the more precise definitions go toward the center and the, the broader definitions go toward the outside and then kind of the, the more, the kind of the, the more generally accepted definition somewhere in the, in the middle and you can get really precise and you can kind of argue with people over stuff um, or you can get like, as you've intimated, you know, uh, in the chat, you can you can blend all kind of things, right? <laughs> and call it blended and call it blended learning. Um, but we have to have enough cohesion in in our in our our vocabulary and our terminology uh, to to advance our field. I think, right? Jason Johnston is next. Yeah, a question. Some of us were talking about this this last uh, summer. We were at a DLA Distance Learning Administration conference. And we were wondering uh, what you guys thought, when does online education, uh, blended education, hybrid, high flats, et cetera, et cetera, just become education again? You know, how far away are we from that? Maybe I'll take a crack at this. Please it do. Feels like I, I, I'm going to reference myself, so forgive me, but like in 2012 or something, I wrote a chapter in an Educause book called Game Changers, Diana Oblinger edited, called The Postmodality Era. You know, and it's basically that. Like I sort of felt like we were on the precipice of of moving beyond the this definition by modality. Now modality is important, but it shouldn't make a difference in in how you perceive quality in education. And um, it's funny, I, th I think the pandemic in some ways has set us back where modality has become so front and center, um, it, it's ubiquitous. The medium is the message in some ways here. Um, but the, I, I'm still a believer that I think we can get back. We just got to, the pendulum's got to swing back a little bit, I think, in the direction it was going prior to the pandemic, which was a breaking down of these modality barriers. In some regards, I think, while it's one step back because the the, um, the pandemic has forced modality into, into our, our front of our vision. But I think over in the long run, it'll help because 
it has exposed so many more people to learning in new ways and, and faculty and teaching in new ways that maybe it will foster more long-term, broader adoption. We just have to kind of get through these initial sort of growing pains. Anyway, that's, that's my theory. I, uh, I agree with that uh, to a certain point and, and have often thought, I mean, I've heard that, that, um, that kind of a, a statement made, uh, as Jason did, like, when is it just education? When is it just learning? When is it just, when is it just teaching? And Tom, I think you make good points. Uh, I've, I've often um, directed people to your, your chapter and, uh, and think it's, it's good. The postmodality era, I think, was a good turn of phrase. And yet, here's, here's the litmus test for me. When are we ready to disband our offices of online learning, distributed learning, digital learning, and, and just say, well, this is what we do as a college or university now. And if we're not really ready to do that or merge it into, you know, kind of one, you know, just general thing, then I think that, uh, that tells us something that, you know, in order to do the work, we find some degree of, of uh, framing um, important. Yeah, I, I do want to comment about the modality question. I think for community colleges, this has been a good thing because of the equity problem. Um, mm -hmm. We need to talk about modalities more because we've been replacing one modality with another. We used to have lots of evening classes for a, a population of students, and they all went away because they became online courses. We we didn't keep them for that population. We made them move, and I think that's going to be the challenge with blended learning and all these modality discussions is we need to increase modalities to be more equitable for our students while at the same time not churning off modalities because we decided they're done. That's a, that's a great point. We've seen a similar phenomenon here in our regional campuses where those students who would attend night class because they couldn't drive an hour to campus uh, are now online and there are fewer and fewer of students in our regional campuses. They become much more like services centers and advising kind of spaces. There is so much that we could continue to talk about this, but we might have time for maybe one last comment if we, if we want to end somewhere close to, <laughs> to on time uh, today. Um, Tim, where are we in our queue? I'm looking through. There was a lot of of, of nice, like you know, c companion discussion happening in the chat. Uh, perhaps um, uh, Lisa has her hand up, so we give her the the last word on this. Awesome. Oh, the last word. Wow. <laughs> well, you know, I, I there's there's so much to say about student support and really making sure that we're considering what the students need. Right, and it go back, Stephen, to what you were just saying about, you know, let's not forget about the the tried and true modalities that a lot of our students are already used to, a lot of our faculty are used to. But for me, it's really about keeping in mind who you're serving as as your students, and again, being strategic. And, and Tom and Calvin, you talked about with the, um, the the mics on, mics off debate that it goes back to that design piece, right? And really thinking through piece by piece why this, you know, using whether it's a synchronous or an asynchronous piece, why this is the, the best way, the best experience for the students at that time with that content and or that skill. 
some some you know some activities are fine for for fully asynchronous but others you really need to have a conversation you need to fully engage you need to interact with you and each other and the content in ways that the asynchronous piece just just does not afford yeah i think you said in the chat it goes back to that intentional design and uh yeah, and and Shannon, I think, is reinforcing that in a different way by by reminding us that uh, you, you can't go wrong when you put students at the center of that mm -hmm. of that initiative. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, so maybe <laughs> as the clock winds down, that's a that's a good spot to kind of leave today's discussion on revisiting episode eighty five, which is all about blended learning. Um, so whether you were able to join us today live or not. Uh, we would love to hear other reactions to this discussion that you might have, and you know where to find us. Please uh, reach out to us with your thoughts via email at topcast at ucf.edu or via Twitter at topcastnow. And now, a word from our sponsors. Some holiday seasons feature their very own nostalgic commercials. They come back year after year and settle into our hearts a bit more each time. Whether it's Santa sledding down a snowbank on a Norelco shaver, or a small child in a chicken, or was it a duck costume expressing gratitude to the Easter Bunny, bok, bok, or Mr. Owl getting to the center of a Tootsie Pop. Okay, that one didn't have anything to do with the holiday. Some commercials are nevertheless beloved. So in this vein, we would like to remind you of the instant classic that we introduced last year, the commercial for the Dulcet Gurgles Holiday Extravaganza album. And as we prepare to wrap up 2021 and this episode, we would like to invite you to revisit the Dulcet Gurgles commercial. Have a little fun with our online education community. If you write at least one verse of teaching and learning themed lyrics for any of the songs listed in the Dulcet Gurgles album, you will be entered into the running to receive your very own TopCast mug. All the details, plus a link to the commercial, are at the following URL. It's bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash dulcet gurgles challenge. Bit.ly slash dulcet gurgles challenge. The challenge will conclude on December 31st, 2021. And the winter, the winner, it is the winter, but the winner will be announced in early January 2022. The URL again is bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash dulcet gurgles challenge. And good luck. Uh, we did actually get some, some entries last year. It's kind of what gave us the idea of people who wrote some lyrics for these ridiculous song titles. Ridiculous? Ridiculous, Kelvin. <laughs> <laughs> Jolly old asynchronous? <laughs> here's a mug for the commercial. Woo! That's right. That's right. I can't wait to see what we're going to get. And... Uh, It'll be telling if we get a whole lot of nothing. But I am hopeful that uh, there's a lot more creativity among our top cast listeners and watchers than, than that. So as long as we're being positive, optimistic, and uh, grateful, perhaps that's a good time for us to say thanks to all of our guests who were able to join us in real time today for this episode recording. But you know what? We're also thankful to all of our TopCast listeners and watchers, our friends of TopCast, for the work you do in our field and for your kind attention to us. Because, I mean, you know, hard to believe anybody would. If you'll indulge us for a moment, though, this is also a good time for our annual 
public expression of gratitude to the broader TopCast team working, I'm sad to say, mostly unsung behind the scenes of each and every episode all year long. And they are audio and video producer Tim Reed, web strategist John Pizzo, project manager and editor of the TopCast Insider Newsletter, Bryn Bedford, Jackie Compton, who oversees the captioning of each episode, Dr. Beth Nettles, here with us today, Wave Beth, who composes all the summary content tweets, and Jeanette Rivera, who creates trackable short links for our show notes and provides more than you care to know, a lot of behind-the-scenes coordination. Thank you, TopCast team. We couldn't do this work without you. Polite applause from everybody. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. I mean, it's 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 remarkable. <laughs> the team of people required to prop the two of us up um, <laughs> to sound vaguely coherent twice a month. So yeah, thanks to everybody uh, That's our for standard. all your work. Vague yeah. coherence. <laughs> Imagine what we would be without all that help. It's true. So uh, thank you to everybody who joined us today on our on our end of year special. It was so nice to see your faces again. Those of you who were guests and those of you who are listeners, uh, we appreciated all your contributions in the discussion. Thanks for picking an episode to revisit. Uh, Kelvin, before we land the plane, any final comments from you? I'm going to be pithy and say nope. <laughs> all right. So until next time, for TopCast, I'm Tom. I'm Kelvin. See ya. Mm-hmm.